Oh, hello everyone. Welcome to Sunday night's main event. It is the Royal Rumble After Party brought to you by THT as well as Total Sports. What did I say? This was the Sunday night's main event, Royal Rumble After Party. Please welcome to the virtual stage your hosts, Joe Aguinaldo and Mike McGuire. Hi. Wow. Look at that stuff. Joe, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I always like the Mark Mag uh, Mark Andrada um, intros, man. He yeah. does it really well. Thanks, Mark. You're awesome. Hey, man. Hey, listen. I do what I, I do what I can. You know what I mean? <laughs> big love, big love for Mark Andrada, who's uh, who's making the needles bounce up and down for us tonight, and making sure that we're streaming and everything. Uh, folks, welcome to the Sunday Night's Main Event After Party for the Royal Rumble, which just wrapped up after about four hours and ten minutes of broadcast time. Uh, with a whole lot of uh, abuse at the end of the show. <laughs> way, to, way to leave him on a low note. It was a very interesting ending to the show, but nevertheless, we're going to take you through the entire thing. And of course, we want to hear from you throughout the night as well. We'll have some special guests joining us uh, from our own pod podcast and broadcast team. Uh, we also have another member uh, of our podcast family here with us tonight. Uh, Brad the Dad McKinnon. Where are you, sir? There he is. I'm here. Hello, friends. Good to see you. I just had a house full of people watching the Royal Rumble, although it is 1 a.m. on the East Coast, and they slowly left as the evening went on. By midnight, I was sitting here by myself. By yourself. <laughs> this, is, this is the plight of being an adult wrestling fan, is that people are like, oh, 10 o'clock, eh? Well, better go. <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, I, I, being in the middle of the country right now, seem to be uh, still the only person that's on Saturday. So... <laughs> lucky me i suppose but yeah it was a longer show but still not horribly long i mean remember it's the royal rumble it's one of the uh the benchmark the the tent pole the pillar pay-per-view oh sorry premium live events that we do and uh it's the one that everybody kind of looks forward to this year gentlemen before we get going uh initial feelings after watching this year's event joe we'll go with you it's all right <laughs> You know what, like, Welcome again to our Sunday night's main event after party where we give you the deepest analysis and the most thought out responses I, to our questions. I, right? I, like, I really wanted to like it. I really wanted to be excited about it. But I mean, I like I thought the rumble was good, but I wouldn't say this is one of the best rumble premium live events, pay-per-views, whatever you want to call it uh, in a while. So Let's say I'm going to compare it to 2021 because I actually voted that my worst pay-per-view of 2021. Uh, it was yeah. it was it was better than that. That's okay. about as that's about as good as I can tell you. That's that's you know going up a notch, which puts it at about notch one. Then all right, Brad, how about you? <laughs> I think I really enjoyed it. Um, there were parts of it that I found a little dull in the middle, but by the time we get to the end and we got to the dramatic scene where the fracturing of the bloodline. I mean, you get left with that kind of melodrama. That's all I really want out of my wrestling is is that cliffhanger to make me want to watch next week. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, they're going to be setting up a bunch of matches out of this, it looks like. I mean, there were some great feuds that were kind of bubbling or, or getting to the top in both Rumble matches tonight. Uh, it's nice to see some familiar faces. It didn't get a ton of legendary participation this year either, but... We'll get to those as we get through the card here tonight. I myself, I, I'm kind of probably a little more on the positive side of things as I tend to be. 
but I may have also been editing my RJ City interview for tomorrow's <laughs> main show. So maybe that's why I'm in a better mood. I don't know. But uh, it was a ton of fun doing that while watching the Rumble as well. And yeah, you know, there were some things that kind of lagged it down for me tonight. But we'll, again, look forward to hearing your response. So, Mark, if you're there, uh, how can people participate and be a part of this here show? Mark was there. <laughs> and then he's gone. It's like, where's Waldo? That's fair. I probably should have primed him and said, hey, Mark, we're going to ask you how people can be a part of the show. But basically, uh, we did send invites out to our, our Patreon members. But of course, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, I'll leave some comments there. I'm sure somebody's tracking this. I can't because we got a show to host. But in the meantime, <laughs> let's get to it. Uh, Joe, who is the master note taker when he and I review Monday Night Raw every week, because frankly, nobody else wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Joe is going to do what he does best, and that is take us through the actual show. And there may be points where I I DVR Joe, where I might just fast forward him and get to the end of matches and things. But <laughs> let's see where we go. Joe, take us to San Antonio, the Alamo Dome, where 10,000 mystery people joined another 44,000 in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's, let's deal with that number right now. So... <laughs> According to WrestleTix, they sold 44,417 tickets. But Michael Cole, I believe the number he announced was 55,338. And I yeah, was like, that was that was actually Mike Rome, the ring announcer, who did that oh, in front yeah, of okay. God and Country and everybody too. But but still, I was kind of like, that's I get you exaggerate a little bit in pro wrestling, but I'm like, that's a big exaggeration. Then again, but, we hey. have a surprise guest off the start in Pat McAfee, and you got to wonder how big his entourage was. So, I mean, <laughs> may... although I I was happy to see Pat McAfee, and I loved Corey Graves. Holy um, God! I I loved Corey Graves' uh, like reaction where he's like, "No, I'm leaving right now. It's over." <laughs> he was great. So you're gonna hear this come up in the show tonight if you haven't watched pay per view, or if you have, and feel free to give us your thoughts on it as well. But there were a lot of inside jokes at commentary tonight. I, like, I'm going to rely on you to point those out because I was too busy looking at match stuff. So, All right. Well, like, for example, there are many championship opportunities tonight. So <laughs> we'll go from there. But uh, Craig says it's all right. It's probably the most concise review of the show you can give. Craig, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But, Joe, for right. those that may be looking to us for the, the quick results, let's go. Okay. So really quickly, though, I'm going to mention on the pre-show that they had some notable segments uh, they showed a segment where some of the superstars were drawing their numbers for the Rumbles. And then there was an update on the bloodline uh, where they showed Roman asking Sammy, you know, hey, you know, I want you by my hip for this match. Um, and so we saw that later on tonight. So we start off with uh, an opening vignette from narrated by this the Hardy, that Hardy guy. Um, Coles and Grave intro the show. And of course, Pat McAfee comes out as we had talked about. And the opening match is the Men's Royal Rumble. So Gunter and Sheamus start the show. Nice little rekindle of their match from Clash at the Champions earlier that year. Um, Miz enters third, and he's almost eliminated by Sheamus. Uh, by, uh, he's almost eliminated by Sheamus right away. Uh, Kofi enters fourth. 
And then Mike's favorite Ferengi, Johnny Gargano, is fifth. And he hey, goes after I'm the- Johnny Wrestling. <laughs> he goes after the Miz right away. And then we see Sheamus and Gargano team up to eliminate Miz pretty early in the match. Mm-hmm. And the announcers mentioned that those two have s- sort of formed a temporary alliance. Did um, you notice that it takes three Garganos to make a Sheamus? <laughs> my uh my wife commented as Seamus was coming down she's like he's starting to look healthy again and I'm like what do you mean he's like well she used to be so ripped that it looked like he like he couldn't maintain that body mass and I was like so you're telling me you like a less ripped Seamus and I'm she's like yes and I'm like I'm not sure how I feel about this guys oh god <laughs> I'm not sure what that has to do with the match, Brad. Please continue, Joe. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see where we are. Uh, so Xavier Woods is next. He enters six. And now we have the New Day double teaming everyone in the ring. Um, and then out seventh is Karrion Cross, followed by Chad Gable and Drew McIntyre, who comes in nine. And he eliminates Karrion Cross pretty much right away. Uh, Santos Escobar is next up. And Angelo Dawkins follows at 11. Gunther almost at this point eliminates both New Day members, but they eventually, but but he does eventually eliminate Xavier and then and then Kofi. Mm. Now here's the thing with Kofi: mm. when he eliminated Kofi, Kofi's foot was on the chair, so it was like, is that the Kofi spot? But it ended up not being the Kofi spot. No. Wah, wah. That's all right. All right. Um, just before we we fast forward any further on this here, I did want to mention uh, I brought this up in our our group chat while we were watching the show is that uh, the New Day, you might have noticed, had a- an at on their gear. And so I actually looked it up, and it's it's a pretty cool little story here. Kofi Kingston is uh, trying to support a, uh, a charity in Ghana in, in building schools there. Oh, cool. So uh, it is click, uh, QTE, I believe dot com or if you just look it up mm. on insta and just look up what was on their gear it'll take you to the the instagram page for those guys and yeah it's a pretty amazing uh little cause they got going on i don't want to say little like to demean it but it's it's a pretty amazing thing they've started so there you go and on okay so where are we at? <laughs> sorry <man>? joe <laughs> no it's okay we got so- the gunther almost eliminating the uh the, the actually he, and, and he yeah. actually ends up doing that this is where we we thought we got the kofi spot we but we did not so kofi is out brock is in next and uh drew and seamus go after him right away but he takes pretty much everybody to suplex city mm. and then in the next 20 seconds he basically eliminates santos escobar dawkins and gable like it was crazy um Gunther and Brock faced off, and man, that was a huge uh, pop from the crowd. So I think th- the crowd wants to see that. I know I do. Um, Bobby Lashley comes in at thirteen, and he immediately spears Lesnar, and then everyone else, and then he and then he eliminates. Uh, he, then he eliminates Brock. So mm-hmm. bit of a bit of a closing of their story there. Now that said, Brock, after getting eliminated, freaks out, throws the ring steps into the announce table. We hear Baron Corbin's music, who's coming up next. But Brock tackles him, hits him with an F5 on the floor. Rest and security come out. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Um, and they escort Brock out of the ringside. So Corbin hasn't even gotten in the ring yet. And then we hear Seth Rollins' music, who's out number 15. So he very nicely throws Corbin into the ring and then promptly eliminates him, which I thought was amazing. 
Um, Otis comes in next, and uh, then we hear Ray's music, who's supposed to be 17, but he doesn't come out. Uh, during this time, Rollins eliminates Lashley, and Otis gets the caterpillar on Gunther, who is still, by the way, in the match. By the uh, way, Otis. Otis. And yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tucky. <laughs> Who? Um, <laughs> oh, wait, exactly. Oh, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> All right. So Don Mysterio comes out at 18 and he has Ray's mask. So they infer that he did something to Ray Mysterio. Uh, Drew and Seamus. Tell you what he didn't do was rip apart Ray's mask. Despite Not- trying the whole time he walked down the aisle. I, I kind of felt bad when he was doing that. And I'm like, those things are not easy to rip, dude. Like, just throw it. Get rid of it. And he just kept going. And I was like, yeah, I'm, never mind. I'm watching this and I'm thinking the Dom's WrestleMania match is going to be against that mask. <laughs> it was right, hanging so- in there. It was hanging in there. Uh, Drew and Sheamus eliminate, eliminate Otis, and then you know Dom gets to the ringside, but he won't come in, and he kind of keeps circling as Sheamus is like waiting for him to get into the ring. Um, Elias comes in at 19th, and he hits Gunther with the guitar, but he gets eliminated by I almost called them the Banger Bros. All right, <laughs> I just called them the Banger Bros. So he gets eliminated by them uh, after he gets a Claymore Brogue kick combo. Whoa, can I stop here? Yeah. He didn't stop holding his face after he took that move. Like, <laughs> he, and I was, I'm like, I was scouring for the rest. I was distracted for part of the pitch black match. I'm like, is like Elias okay? Has anybody seen a picture of his face yet? Yeah, he looks a lot like his brother Zeke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except, except Zeke doesn't I'm, have a, a I'm beard. Sure he's fine. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Elias probably doesn't anymore either after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, Finn Balor comes in at twenty. He goes after Drew, who's who's trying to eliminate Dom. Uh, Finn and Dom uh, eliminate Johnny Gargano. Sorry, Mike. Uh, and by the way, Gargano lasted thirty minutes. They they kind of put that over. All right, one oh, of our thirty surprise, minutes too long. <laughs> one of our surprise in- <laughs> entrance, Booker T comes out. Wait, and uh, wait, wait, what do you mean? One of our surprise entrance? I think he's the only can't like. Is he the only guy that came back in this Rumble? I think so, yeah. So, which I don't mind. I don't mind them using talents they actually have on their roster. I mean, the yeah. surprises are nice once in a while, but, but you know, my my picks were like, if it was going to be anybody big, it was going to be Nash, Rock, or Austin. That was my three picks, and and none of them came. So I was like, all right, perfect, Booker T. Let's get to the guy we're waiting for. Yeah. So Booker T comes in. He he does the spinner Rooney, which I'm going to argue got the largest pop of the match, if not the night. Uh, but he he gets eliminated by eliminated by Gunther pretty quickly. Damian Priest comes in next, and now we have all of the Judgment Day crew in the match. Montez Ford is in at twenty three, but he gets eliminated by Priest again pretty quickly. Um, and then we hear, "You think you know me?" And out comes Edge, who gets one of the largest pops of the match. He spears all three members of the uh, Judgment Day, and he ends up eliminating Priest and Finn. He tries to eliminate Dom, but Finn actually, even though he's been eliminated, eliminates Edge, which apparently is allowed. No DQ. All right. So, well, yeah, us, it's the Royal Rumble. There's no rules. Uh, yeah, you know what? I 
I didn't like that. I thought except for the structured rules of the match. That... Yeah, like I thought they could have done something better than that. Because then what's stopping anybody from eliminating something as someone after they get eliminated? You know what I mean? So, anyways, uh, Austin Theory is number is number twenty five now. At this point in the match, Edge goes sprinting up after Judgment Day, starts beating the crap out of them. Rhea comes out and she she uh, knocks down Edge, but then here comes Brett Phoenix. She she hits a spear on Rhea. Sorry, who? You had, you, you said Brett Phoenix. You oh, said no, your own I, Michael. You had your own Michael Cole moment where you, that's where all you right. got yeah, a name yeah. totally wrong, but that's okay. It was it was Beth Phoenix. She spears Rhea, and then security come out and they 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 escort everyone out of out of the ramp area. Uh, Omos is next at, at number twenty six, and he pretty much cleans house. Braun comes in at twenty seven, and uh, he uh, ends up eliminating Omos. Braun Strowman, you mean, not Breaker. Right. Braun yes. Strowman. Yeah. Sorry. No Braun uh, Breaker. No Braun Breaker. I, I, I was expecting at least one NXT guy, and we didn't get any. So, like, nope. There, there were um, actually three tag teams that came out during this match yeah. with their respective singles because they're part of a trio. And none of those guys, there was a ton of guys that are regulars we see on TV that there just wasn't space, which is yeah. kind of crazy for a 30 person match. Um, so that's Braun. Okay, Ricochet comes out at 28. Uh, and um, at this point, Drew and Sheamus, or one point of the match, uh, Drew and Sheamus do the forum thing on Braun. Strowman, not Breaker. Uh, Gunther ends up eliminating both Sheamus and Drew. And then at number 29, I guess we have our second surprise entrance, if you want to call it that. Uh, Logan Paul. And he comes in, he attacks everyone for a moment. He actually does a buckshot Larian on Ricochet. And then, and I got to tell you, I totally forgot this guy was going to be in the match, but we hear adrenaline in my soul. No? All right. Anyways, Cody Rhodes <laughs> comes out. And I, like, again, I got to tell you, by this point in the match, I was pretty bored. So I forgot that he was in this rumble. Well, can we talk about the fact for a second here that Logan Paul and Ricochet did that insane oh, I was, double clothesline? I was, I was going to get to that. I was okay. Get to that. Yeah, because yeah. So this is something that needs to be discussed. Yeah, a yeah. Further. Okay. So give give me a second. It's, it's next up in my notes. So, anyways, right. Cody comes in. He eliminates Dom, and now we get the crazy spot. Logan Paul is at one end of the ring. Ricochet's at the other end of the ring. They kind of look at each other. They jump on the top rope and they basically do what looks like a double crossbody in the middle of the ring, and all you hear is. And then they just collapse, and I was like, "Holy shit! What was that?" It was a double clothesline in midair, is yeah. what it was. And for those that go back far enough for this and remember when Hogan and Savage did it to each other the first time at Mania Five, or when Hogan and Warrior did it to each other at Mania Six, that, those are the first two times I ever saw a double clothesline done like that before. So to see it an extra ten feet in the air or whatever <laughs> was like, "Holy shnikes! That's that's not something that people do." And Again, we say this about the guy, but we have to remember he's been he's been training for a while. Like the timing that Logan Paul had was great until the bottom. Uh, Tony from Virginia saying the exact same thing. Logan slammed his head pretty hard on the mat. Yeah, mm. doesn't have a concussion. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you take that one softly. I don't <laughs> know how you. T- it, like, it again, was, it was the time in that we're sitting here with a couple of my friends. Our, it's me my buddy, the wrestling fan, and his wife and my wife. And they're like, they're the ones. And non-wrestling fans are like, can you rewind that? Did they actually just go thud? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I mean, 
And my son's here chirping Logan Paul the whole time he's on screen. And at that point, he's like, I guess he's actually pretty good at this. Yes, Logan Paul's a, actually a really good wrestler. He has his spots. I mean, is he going to be a full-time guy? No. But, man, that was impressive. That may have been – is that one, if not the spot of the night? I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that was any more impressive than any of the other matches. Well, wait till we get to the next match. But please continue. <laughs> Okay, so they hit the, uh, the the double clothesline. I thought it was a crossbody, but you're you're right. It, it is. It was a clothesline, and Logan rolls out of the ring. I'll admit, I I thought he was hurt legitimately. He they kind of got me on this, and I'll explain in a sec. So uh, Cody end up actually ends up eliminating Strowman. Theory eliminates Ricochet. So we've got a final four of Cody Rhodes, Gun- Gunter, Austin Theory, and Seth freaking Rollins. I'm so um, disappointed. <laughs> so disappointed. I thought that they would have worked out a deal with Impact to get Santino Morella into that <laughs> and have Santino be in the final final two, like we talked about on Cooked. That would have been Morella in the final two would have been that, amazing. That would have been amazing. But right? alas, it was not to be. All right. So uh let's see. Cody let's, ends let's up. Let's try and sing Santino's music, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> You wait till one <laughs> Tuesday morning cook something or other. I'll figure that out. Okay. Well, so there's Cody- a reason to join the Patreon right there, friends. <laughs> Cody eliminates theory. And then both Cody and Seth start working over Gunther as, and, and, and as they're about to face off, and this is where they got me, Logan Paul comes back into the ring and he eliminates Seth Rollins. And I thought mm-hmm. this was well done because I thought Logan Paul was hurt. Um, when I watched that spot over, you could see Logan Paul rolling out of the ring and talking to the ref. So I was kind of like, oh, did he get eliminated? Oh, he got hurt. And then he didn't. He was just playing possum. Um, but Rhodes ends up eliminating Logan Paul. So our final two is Cody Rhodes and Gunther, who, by mm. the way, has been in the match since uh, since the beginning. Okay, so during this part of the match, Gunther has pretty the, the advantage. He's hitting chops and he gets a superplex. Cody plays homage to the Stardust with a Shattered Dreams kick. Um, Gun- Gunther gets a powerbomb and, and almost eliminates Cody, but Cody's feet don't touch the rope or don't don't hit the bottom of the floor. But eventually Cody gets the crossroads and he hits a clothesline, sending Gunther over the win or over the top rope for the win. So, ladies and gentlemen, your men's 2023 Royal Rumble winner is Cody Rhodes. I did not see that coming. No, not at all. But but is predictable bad when you get something that you actually want? No, not at all. And, uh, you know, that's that's why it was first. Because, and and that's why Cody was last too. Because they they wanted you to forget that that's who you're waiting to see in this match. And I thought that as far as telling the story of the Rumble, I mean, it was pretty great. Seeing guys like Brock and Bobby get eliminated early takes out the the obvious winner, you know, because I mean, if Brock had come out number 30, you're like, well, that's the rumble. But then Cody comes, you're like, okay, well, that's, that's going to be what it is. But even the fact that they drew out that ending and they really stretched it out quite a bit between Gunther and Cody, at least made you think that, Hey, there's a chance that Cody could screw up and not win this thing. But nevertheless, obviously he won. He's going to WrestleMania. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit, I I wanted Gunther to win because he was the first entrant into the uh, the Rumble, and I'll be honest too. Like, and this is actually 
all joking aside, you had asked what I thought about this pay-per-view. This match specifically for me got pretty boring after Lashley got eliminated. After that, I was kind of like, yeah, I was kind of like, okay, now this has become, you know, and you know, uh, number 19 comes in, he hits a whole bunch of people and then, you know, whatever. And, and that was the thing. It was very formulary formulaic. So when we got to Rhodes, like, honestly, I'm not joking. I was half asleep. (laughs) I was like, I was like, Oh, right. It's Cody. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. He's going to win. Tony in the uh, chat here says Cody's pet got a nice workout from those chops. Good Lord. Big time. Yes. Um, And almost as bad as Miz. Oh Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Miz has a concave chest now after the rumble tonight. Right. And he was the first one eliminated to boot. I had my friend here sitting there. And the last time we, one of the last times we were here watching a pay-per-view was the Cody match where he got hurt. And his you know laura the the young lady here is like oh my gosh the the peck she's like did he re-injure it and it's like no it's just hematoma but man did that make some drama right like that and that's what you want out of all this is you want that kind of drama the and every time you see him get bruised up in that pectoral area he's good if he just sells it a little bit checks that arm gives it a shake that's something he has for the rest of his career no, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say it. This is where I turned the match on Cody. I wanted Gunther to win, and I wanted Cody to go away. Wow. So are you are you not happy that Gunther now has the record? He passed Rey Mysterio, and I think that's part of the reason this rumble was a little lengthy was so that Gunther could have the rem- for the regular Royal Rumble as they put on commentary. No, I want him to win. I was I was done with Cody. I was like kind of like whatever. So. So just a quick thing here for everybody that's chatting in the chat window. Uh, good note here from our producer, Mr. Andrada. Type in the comments section, not the private chat section. I've just switched over to comments now and I'm seeing everybody talking. So hi to uh, hi to everybody here. Uh, we the Dark Order North, uh, Lenny Wu, <laughs> Denji2006, uh, random Facebook user. <laughs> well, there's some here. There's some here. So Jakeinator. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's. Jolly. I wonder if that's uh, Jake from Chicago. Could so. be. All right, let's uh, let's get to the next match here. So, thank God that they did the brave yet After, well, actually, I felt bad for LA Knight because he came to the ring and then they did the brave yet and that brave yet was long. Like, I went to the bathroom, I got some food, I baked the cake, and finally, you know, when when the cake was finished, they 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 got to his entrance, which again took forever it was like oh my god (laughs) anyways so this is the mountain dew pitch black match and nothing says you know and anything goes match like a corporate sponsorship um all right i can't believe i'm about to say this because it anyways the lights go out quote unquote and really it was a ultraviolet black light match and oh my god bray has really scary makeup on Ooh. Um, I mean, there wasn't really much to this match. Bray had the advantage for pretty much the entire match. LA Knight did get a few hope spots here and there, but in the end, Bray got his sister Abigail for the pin and the win. That was basically it. Wow, you blew through that fast. Dude, I mean, look, I could sit here and say, yeah, you know, they fought on the outside and, you know, LA Knight got, uh, like every time LA Knight got some offense, like throwing Bray into the, the ring steps, for example, Bray would just cut him off. 
so it was it, it was in essence a squash okay. a squash match in ultra it, okay. in ultraviolet and that was I, I want to give this thing a little more creative justice here because joe i think that even though clearly you were not a fan of this match i was not a fan of bray wyatt this is so let me stupid. finish let me finish listen we got to paint the picture here for those that didn't actually see it because that's yeah. what we do here so yes they go into black light now what's kind of crazy about this is that <laughs> As Lenny Wu calls this glow in the dark uh, <laughs> mini golf, basically, pretty much. Yeah, um, it, it was kind of that, but I will say this: it was creative in the sense that Bray had the Jeff Hardy glow paint on, and we didn't see it until Please. the light. The light. Kate, dude, <laughs> shut up for a second, all right? I'm t I'm trying to talk about what's going on in the show. Can I do that much at least? Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> So he's got this stuff on. I mean, it's it's okay to like things, Joe, and it's okay to not like things too, but let the guy talk. So he's got this different face paint on. The illusion is they've they've basically relit everything. They've redone the ropes so they glow. They've redone everything. Like the production value in this, if you are a sports entertainment fan, uh, or if you're into weird gimmick matches, this was for you. This was not for Joe Aguinaldo, clearly. But as it goes on, they try to use some interesting effects. They tried some different things. I did laugh hysterically, though, when for some reason there are red solo cups or something full of what I can only describe as beanbag chair filler, which was in the cups and in the tables for some reason. <laughs> so I can't explain that. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the... Dumb, dumb Mike. Like yeah. it was. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I was on the other side with Joe. This match, my. But dude, I'm not. I'm not closing. on a side. I'm just trying to say what happened. It was. Like... <laughs> but here's the thing. It was. I. I don't know. I would have blown through this match just like uh, Joe did because it really there wasn't much that happened other than, I mean, what was we knew was going to happen, which was the burial of. Bray Wyatt was going to move on to his supernatural story with Uncle Howdy, and uh, poor LA Knight was going to get buried in this match. And I know you can get over being buried in a match by the way you talk, and he did the best he could with what he got, but I worry about where LA Knight goes, and I really don't care where Bray Wyatt goes. And unfortunately, I'm the one that gets to talk about it every week on SmackDown. All right, then I guess I'll just shut up. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, but it was nothing just, it was... else happened. Everybody, let's continue with the recap. All right, so after the match, Bray puts on another mask and he stalks LA Knight up the ramp and he gets a mandible claw. Then we see Uncle Howdy at the top of a structure and he hits a dive um, on LA Knight into what I'm assuming was like a, a like you know the, the floor or whatever. There was pyro, all that stuff. I mean, that was really the story of the match was what happened at the end. I I can't talk about this anymore. It, okay, so we're going Uncle Howdy next, right? Yeah. I guess. Uh, and I guess, do we save the bit with Alexa Bliss till after the next match? Because does this all get mixed together? That that's the thing. I don't know. Let me let's. Uh, I'll, I'll get on to the next. I'll get on to the next match. But yes, they they dive off the. Uh, you see, you see Uncle Howdy dive off the structure. I think that's what it was called. Um, and there's the pyro, and that's pretty much it. So, any other thoughts on that? 
Minus the four other people standing at the top of the scaffolding by the end of it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wait, no, uh, we're not we're not building a faction or anything, possibly. So no, no, no. No. Well, actually, wait. You saw four people at the top of the the, the structure. Yeah. Okay. I only saw Uncle Howdy dive off. So yeah. I- uh, well, we no, they had to... they had the people who were the same ones that were in the outfits when Bray first returned, right? So you had the the human version. I, I, I'm not defending it. I'm just trying to say what was yeah. there. You had the human versions of the the four puppet characters up on top, looking down at presumably murdered L.A. Knight and presumably death by suicide Uncle Howdy, who will both be resurrected this Friday night on SmackDown on Fox. Mike, you're not making me want to watch SmackDown this week. Usually, I really like. Then SmackDown. don't. It's, it's the <laughs> the only part of the uh, the only part of the show I really don't like is this stuff. Although I will say, in to be positive, I think we can put this Uncle Howdy Bray Wyatt stuff all in one section of the show, and then it's yeah, it's I don't want it to bleed into characters that like Seth Rollins is having a pretty good run right now. I. I don't want to see him get dragged into this. And that's kind of how I've always felt about the Bray Wyatt stuff is that it, it's interesting. It's weird, but whenever you drag other characters in, it tends to uh, throw them off course. Shall we say? Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. I don't know where Seth Rollins came into all this, but yeah. All right. Well, uh, Seth, the feud with Seth a few years ago, I felt really damaged his character. And, I mean, we'll see, because we're going to go into this stuff, Joe, in the next match, aren't we? Kind of. But, yeah, let's get back. Let's get to the next match here. We have Alexa Bliss versus Bianca for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, Again, not not a huge, like, not a ton to this match. Bianca starts off really fast. you know, she gets a lot of offense in, sort of shows off her strength advantage, but Bliss gets a uh, drop kick in the corner to take over on offense. Uh, she also gets a double knee in the ropes for the first pin attempt. Uh, during the match, uh, Bliss has uh, Bliss is on the offense. She's working a rear chin lock uh, with Bianca, you know, doing various things like trying to choke her, that sort of thing. But Bianca powers out uh, and, and at one point reverses a chin lock uh, moves Bliss into a position for a suplex and does like pretty much a deadlift vertical suplex, which is really impressive. And she takes over on offense. Um, at this point, both women start trading pin attempts, but eventually uh, Bianca kind of gets a quick KOD for the pin and the win. Um, just very short match for a women's championship match, understandably, because we are in the um, we are in the Royal Rumble. Um, and after the match, we see the Bray Wyatt graphic and Bliss is staring at the screen as we fade to black. Yeah. Yeah. They, they need to pull the pin on that one way or the other, whatever they're doing with it. Um, it's the same, same every week with her. And if she's a part of the thing, make it happen. If she's not stop it, because it's, you know, Joe, you talked about this before, uh, how the long game isn't working with the whole Bray Wyatt thing. And and I'll agree with this one because there's been no advancement at all of Alexa. At well, all. The, the other thing, too, is that, like, they did this on Raw. Mm. You have you have her staring at the screen, and then they go to black, and you're like... That's what I mean. This is this like, should what, be what is where that? the blow-off is. This is yeah. where the blow-off should be. 
but it didn't happen. This is where a lot of things should have been actually at the Royal Rumble that didn't happen, but uh, that's the way it is. So, and it's the raw equivalent of the SmackDown storyline with Bray Wyatt, and it's Alexa Bliss and Uncle Howdy on the other side. And either it all comes together, and this is a faction that does something or not. I mean, they had hints of they showed her in her with her spooky makeup. They showed the playground. I mean, if we would have had a giant, if we would have had a giant Lily doll float across the screen and say, please buy me at www.shop.com, it would have been pretty much all of the stuff around Alexa. Okay, can we just say the one thing about the uh, the scary footage or whatever? The uh, the playground that they shot. Oh, sorry, Mike, I don't interrupt you, but thank you. Thank you, Mark, for the uh, Lily doll that's appearing above my head. I believe you did want to interrupt me. Uh, the playground that they've shot in that footage. Could that look any more safe? Like, <laughs> like I would I would let anybody's kid on that thing. I'd be like, please go play on that. That like, that is that that's that's the baby stock footage of a horrible <laughs> dilapidated. Where's the playgrounds we played on with sharp shards of metal sticking out and and just wood everywhere that was by no means finished or sanded or anything. I don't need to see a perfectly nice safe playground. There was rubber mats on that thing for Christ's sake, <laughs> and, and a seat belt. <laughs> like... Yeah, I can tell you. I can tell you where those all went, Mike. They had to take them down for insurance purposes. <laughs> but that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, can you not? You're WWE. You have money. You could build one that looks <laughs> scarier than that. Jeez, call your friends over at Bloomhouse Productions and make all the horror movies. And be like, yo, can you send us some footage of a scary looking playground instead of us shooting the one in our community park down the road here? They were in Texas. Somewhere there is a sketchy playground somewhere in Texas. There had to be. My apologies to everybody in Texas for the rude <laughs> and intensive comments by Brad the dad. Yeah, He's he, from Nova Scotia. He doesn't understand. And and he also doesn't necessarily express the views of Joe Aguinaldo and Mike McGuire. All right. Exactly. <laughs> got to make sure we got that out of the way. All right. So coming up yeah. next. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So apparently the Royal Rumble is the only place that inside jokes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> next up we have that's just like what the hell are they talking about <laughs> next up we have the, the women's royal rumble um rhea ripley and Liv morgan enter as number one and two <sighs> yep dana brooke enters uh third and she gets uh right away she gets a superplex on Liv. emma comes in next and the announcers mentioned that this is her first rumble good for emma sorry hello to dougie who's watching slash listening in Scotland at 6 a.m. right now. Whoa, dude. Nicely done. Just for you, I'm not wearing anything under my kilt right now, Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where are we at here? Emma enters fourth. The announcers mentioned that this is her first rumble. Uh, Emma, Dana, and, and, and Liv try to eliminate Ripley, but she fights them all off. Next up is Shayna Baszler, uh, who is tied for the most eliminations in one single rumble with eight. Now, I got to give Corey Graves, I got to give him his props here because he actually says, here's something mm. that really bugs me in rumbles. Why do people yes. try to attack other people who are trying to eliminate someone from a rumble? And I was like, hallelujah, buddy. Hallelujah. So great. And, and he go goes he games. goes on to say how stupid it is. I yeah, like, it was great. 
this was this was fun to watch because I, I like when they start bringing up the things that we would all ask ourselves yeah. when we sit. You know, when you sit with your buddies, and well, not you, Brad, because apparently all your friends leave. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you sit with all your friends and you watch wrestling, you're like, why would they do that? Why is that a thing? That's what Graves was doing tonight, and between him, McAfee, and Cole. It, it just became so ridiculous listening to them because, <laughs> because Cole would try and defend it because he has to, because he's in that role. But, but Graves is, you can tell Graves is just having the time of his life tonight, just calling everything into question. And by the way, Dougie's not wearing anything or his kilt too, by the, uh, by way of the chat here. <laughs> Again, everybody move to the, the comment side, not the private chat side. Uh, if you want to leave some comments here, because that's where we're going to talk to you. And that's where we'll see your actual words here. So, uh, Oh, and, and Denji agrees too. There's nothing scarier than safety when it comes to, <laughs> to playgrounds. So I, I'm just gonna keep reading the. Uh, I'm gonna keep reading the text here while you keep going, Joe. So you were at uh, where? Okay, were you? so the, that was stupidity. Uh, yeah, yeah. Co- coming up, Bailey is sixth, and she almost gets eliminated by Liv right away, but she does not. Bfab is seventh, and she gets eliminated. I, th- I no, it wasn't the fastest. Sorry. So she gets eliminated by Rhea. And that was, by the way, BFAB's first rumble. Uh, Roxanne Perez comes in at eight. Dakota Kai uh, and EO Sky come in next, uh, respectively. So now we have. I'm all sorry, of them who who to... came in? Oh, sorry, Kai and Sky. <laughs> all right, so Brad, now Brad, we... you, Brad, you you could have futued with us, yeah, you even though that. you're on the SmackDown side. We would have allowed a futu. <laughs> do, do you want to try and futu with us, Brad? No, I'm okay. Uh, I was I was happy you know that what, they, they took no, advantage. No, you, you want a food too? Fine, you know what? I'm, I'm done. It's over. I, all right, so I was happy, Joe, with the fact that they actually put this whole faction in together because they hinted this on SmackDown. So it made my night to see them like actually try and enact the plan of the dominance of... Uh, uh, damage control. Damage control. All right. So, where are we at here? So again, Dakota Kai and Eo Sky, Kai and Sky come in respectively, not number nine and number ten. So now we have all of Damage Control in the ring. Damage Control eliminates uh, Dana Brooke, and then Dakota Kai ends up eliminating Emma, and then they also eliminate Roxanne. So you've got Damage Control or parts of Damage Control eliminating people. And the announce the announcers are pushing the fact that they're you know they're a team they're they're you know they're they're kind of taking over the match. Uh, next up, Natty enters the ring, and it's the first time that she's been back since her injury with Shayna. Candice LeRae, she's number twelve, and she comes in. She almost eliminates Kai and Sky, but does not. Um, damage control though end up eliminating Shayna and Natty. Um, and then we have another sort of surprise entrance. We have Zoe Starks at thirteen. And we have Zia Lee at 14. Um, EO Sky ends up eliminating Candice LeRae. Um, and then at number 15, we have the man, Becky Lynch. She, she comes in and she immediately. Oh, hi. Oh, hey, there you are. Oh, hi. Why, why, why was my stuff turned off? What? Jeez, I, was, <laughs> I thought the empty chair comedy was gold, but that's, <laughs> I guess Mark didn't think so. <laughs> All right, we're. It, we're we're at Becky Lynch, who came in at number 15. Uh, she immediately goes after Bailey and damage control, but uh, 
eventually damage control. They have the numbers advantage, so they beat down on on Becky. Tegan Knox comes in at 16, followed by Asuka, and she had her face paint on. Um, they, they brought that up that, you know, it's the first time they've seen her in a while. Uh, Asuka ends up eliminating Tegan Knox. And then next up, we have the X Do Drop, Piper Niven. She's oh, back. thank God. Thank, yeah, absolutely. Thank I was, God. I was so excited when she came back. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that ruined this was the commentators going off on trying to fit different ways to fit the words do and drop <laughs> everything she did for the next five minutes. That was and a nice, that was a nice cross body drop. <laughs> like, oh my do, God. Do you like that drop? I do. <laughs> and she, she ended up, um, she ended up having some sort of health scare during I heard that in some of the media she did this week. And so the fact that they gave her back her name and they took the opportunity to take something bad that happened in her real life and make it positive. That was, you know, very un WWE of them. Yes. But again, just glad to see Piper Niven back, not Dewdrop. Um, so mm -hmm. they had to remove an entire weather system from her. <laughs> that takes God. time. Yeah. So, all right. So Piper Niven gets in. She hits a, a nice low cross body block on both Liv and Bailey at the same time. Uh, Tamina comes in and she goes face to face with Piper. Uh, and then I, I guess one of our other surprise entrants is Chelsea Green. She comes in at number 20, but pretty much gets eliminated right away by Rhea. And I believe she got the record for quickest elimination. Five seconds. Five seconds. So for the women's rumble, she has the fastest record now. Um, I think Santino still has a, a three. <laughs> um, was it Santino or Butch Miller? Or like one of the, I thought it was no, one no. of the, uh... San Santino beat, but beat. Oh, that. right, right, right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, where are we at here? So uh, Becky actually ends up eliminating both Dakota and EO. But Bailey eliminates Becky. However, Liv eliminates Bailey. So we had like those eliminations happen pretty much back to back to back to back. Um, after, after Damage Control and Becky get eliminated, Becky and Damage Control brawl into the crowd. And then we get number 21, Zelina Vega, who is dressed up as, I believe they said, Jury from Street Fighter 6. And she's also going to be doing some commentary for like a video game conference of, of some sorts. No, she's doing commentary on the game for Street oh, Fighter. Oh, on the game. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Which which begs the question. I haven't played Street Fighter in a while. Guys in the chat or girls, when did they start doing commentary in Street Fighter? I think like the last the last version or two. I think. Like, what, what, the, <laughs> what the hell are you commentating in Street Fighter? Oh, and he hits him with a fire hydrant. That's, I, that's gotta the, hurt. The, the thing is, though, the announcers did that at one point in this match. I think it was when uh, Zia Lee and Zelina were um were were battling on the ring apron, and like like Corey Graves and Pat McAfee are going like Hadouken, Hadouken, chop, Hadouken, well, they, punch, or something like that. that. Sound effects they were doing show Ryukin and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Like that because that was that's, great. Because they were they were living in 1993, <laughs> like the rest of us that last played Street Fighter. And, uh, let's see it's, here. So um, I did a quick Google. In it's in this game, Street Fighter Six, that we got real time commentary. This okay, was the big. Gotcha. This is the first one to have real time commentary. You got it. The thing that nobody asked for, because you know what? Whenever, <laughs> whenever I remember, you know, the days where you'd go by the rough part of town and you'd see a couple dudes scrapping. 
And then off to the side were a couple dudes in suits game. Welcome everyone to the corner of fifth and main where tonight. Oh, jeez. Kenny, I will try you, baby. Commentary I will for, oh, commentary for eSport. I don't think it's in game. Okay. okay. Lenny, that makes, thank you. That makes, that makes way a more lot sense. more sense now. Jeez. <laughs> I, I still now I want to see it though. I want to see like, I want to see the the news rumble. Remember from like Anchorman, mm. where oh, all God. the news teams showed <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. and then have commentary for that. You know, but it is something like if you if you watch things on YouTube, there are these things where people are fighting, and there's like kids people talking about commentating over it, like it's a real <laughs> boxing match. Not that I watch this stuff, although I do have a teenage son. <laughs> I like I, how you blame all the immature things you enjoy on your teenage son. <laughs> it's, isn't That's that what a, isn't yeah. that what he's for? No, man, a, we, we take responsibility for our immaturity here. I got an actual proton pack over here, and you know what? I don't have a teenager <laughs> at all. It's that mine. you're aware of. It's Okay, that's not funny, first of all. <laughs> that's not a good joke. No, seriously, that's not a good joke. Oh, sorry, Mike. Kids out there that don't know who their parents are. But secondly, I do know that ain't no grubby teenager or kid or anybody else going to be touching my replica nuclear accelerator. Unlicensed, by the way. All right. <laughs> wait, wait. I listened to the show this week. I thought it was licensed. I thought it was made by Mattel. Your, pa- your proton pack. Okay. Move All on. right. So Zelina Vega, like we mentioned, is in next. Uh, but And she ends up eliminating Xia Lee. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez comes in, number 22. And she hit a... Beautiful lariat on Rhea. That was an amazing looking lariat. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Mia Yim is up next, followed by Lacey Evans. And then they announce Michelle McCool, who is <laughs> sitting behind the announcers. She takes off her, 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 you know, her hoodie, gets into the ring, almost falls off when she tries to uh, step over the, the barricade there. Well, no, and she I, was trying to pose on the guardrail yes. and then just <laughs> <She> almost <laughs> fell. Um, and I think it was was it, one of the announcers said she has Uggs on, and I was like, oh my god! All right, anyways, they didn't stop talking about the Uggs either. <laughs> it was, but crazy. you know what? You'll you'll wrestle in whatever footwear you can when you're looking for a championship opportunity at WrestleMania. That's that's and, that's right. <laughs> need that championship. The best, the best part about this was in between. The last two matches, they showed her in the crowd with her kids. So you're like, oh, she's just there to be a mom and she's there to have a good time with her kids. And then they played her song and she just like jumped out of the crowd. And it's like, I'm getting in on this. <laughs> All right. So let's see where Michelle McCool comes in. She actually eliminates Tamina. Indy Hartwell is next. Uh, she comes in, followed by Sonya Deville, who eliminates Zoe Starks. Zoe Starks actually had a pretty good showing in this match. I was I was pretty impressed by that. Lacey gets a Cobra clutch on Zelina Vega in the ropes, and she ends up using that to eliminate uh, to eliminate Zelina Vega. Shotzi Blackheart is is in next. Um, at this point, Sonya eliminates Indy Hartwell. I, there was another great of, commentary observation on Shotzi's entrance, though, because she came out with the tank, right? Right. And, and it was a great observation. Why didn't she drive the tank all the way to the ring instead of running down the aisle? <laughs> well, actually, I thought you were going to mention, because they actually mentioned this when she got eliminated. Uh, in essence, they say, why do you got to take your feet off off, off the apron? Like, Because Indy, Indy got eliminated by jumping on the top rope, and then she got knocked, out, knocked down by Sonya. And I'm like, I hate that spot. 
Um, okay, next up, Nikki Cross is 29. And oh my God, how was she not winded after sprinting to the ring like that? Um, and then, She's nuts. She's she legitimately nuts. A little bit, it. yes. <laughs> I love it. No, I mean, that's, that is why. And see, people have always poo-pooed me on this, but I've always loved Nikki Cross because she always gives it her all. And back when she was with Sanity, she did that all the time too, where she would tear to the ring and she'd do yeah. that thing. Like if you ever went to a live event, she would do that thing where she spikes her jacket for like a straight two minutes. Wow. And just, just imagine like how winded you are after doing that and then wrestle a match. And then she went in there and she was laying in blows and everything else. Like, like she gives it her all every time she comes out. So uh, kudos again to Nikki Cross. And now, please, Mark, <laughs> don't turn off my camera, but I may have to leave the room as we go to number 30. All right. So number 30 is a uh, someone who hasn't been with the WWE for about a year. Or missed. Uh, or missed, yes, unfortunately. Nia Jax. Um, and they didn't even do a countdown. They just played her music, and she came out, and it was like, what the hell is this? So she gets in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> she starts yelling at everybody. Uh, they jump her, and Nia actually gets the Andre spot this year where she throws everybody off. Damn corded um, headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at one point, Raquel, I think, tried to get a slam on her, and then Rhea got the riptide, and then Rhea just kind of yelled at everybody, come on, let's go, and they all eliminated Nia Jax, so she wasn't in the match for too long. Okay, so here's a question. Was that a one-off, like, legend return, or is she back? If she's Thought. back, can she be drafted to Raw? <laughs> I... we, got, we got enough problems on <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if she's back. I mean, Triple H has been bringing back people, you know, like he brought back Dakota Kai, for example, and he's, you know, brought back people that got fired. Johnny Gargano, your favorite wrestler. So I wouldn't be shocked if Nia Jax is going to be back. But Nia Jax? Okay, like from the wrestling nerd <laughs> side, the rest, hold on, the wrestling nerd side of me can go, okay, yes, Gargano's been annoying in this character they had him doing on Raw as Johnny Annoying. But he's still a good wrestler. I get that. Where's the value add in Nia Jax? Uh, hey, I didn't say it was a good thing. I'm just saying I wouldn't be I mean, Damian Priest is already wearing all his her braids to the ring. <laughs> well, Which I where... said in our group chat, by the way, it was, it was a lot funnier when Dolph Ziggler would wear one or two of hers to the ring. That was, <laughs> that but and, Facebook I mean, user and... says, I love Nia Jax. Well, good for you, Facebook user. I mean, I'd, for, say, I'd say anonymous too. Uh, yeah, they have Natty. They have they have like really good wrestlers that they underutilize on this. I mean, Tamita showed up and it's like, oh yeah, I guess Tamita's still employed, and that's not a knock against Tamita. They just haven't had time for her on television, and so there are lots of women in this company already that are better than Nia Jax? Question mark, um, and they're underutilized. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a spot for other than. The monster spot in the rumble. Being better than Nia Jax is like bragging that you're the world's tallest little person. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's just one of those things. Did anybody, uh, okay, the person who said, I love Nia Jax, if you're listening right now, were you the one that asked for her back? And there's nothing wrong with that if you were. I mean, there's some people are big fans of her work. Uh, clearly, we're not them, though. Her work on what? 
Does she paint? <laughs> Does she Some... build small birdhouses I'm not aware of? Uh, the there was one angle she did where she did the body positivity angle, which I thought was a was a good angle that was good for people who have body issues. Like that she is, did that. That run. is good. That is that's that's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking oh, about her work. I I can't come up with a good Nia Jax match. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> uh, the best Nia Jax match was her last one. Anyway. Oh boy! All right, let's let's keep going here. What? So, Am I wrong? No, not at all. Actually, how many friggin' people did she hurt? Yeah, that's that's the yeah. scarier part. Is like, how many of the women in the back are like, uh, no, I sorry, I, oh, somebody needs a Nia Jax pro program between here and Mania. Everybody like takes a step back, like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> she sent Kyrie all the way back to New Japan. There. <laughs> Although she she did she did accidentally create the band, so we got to give her that. And I'm saying that sarcastically, by the way, in case anyone's wondering. Uh, all right. Oh, so, oh no, there's a terrible idea in the chat. Future Bloodline member, Nia Jax, yeah. future Bloodline member. Well, everybody thought it was going to be Naomi, right? So, e. all right. Um, so, where we at here? Okay. So, Rhea gets the riptide on Nia. Everyone eliminates Nia. Uh, Raquel eliminates Lacey. Um, and, um, at one point, Raquel and Asuka got into it, and Raquel is a beast. She did like two deadlift, like power bombs on Asuka, which was like really impressive. Asuka ends up eliminating Sonya. Rhea eliminates Michelle McCool. Mia Yim eliminates Shotzi, and then Piper eliminates Mia Yim. Now Piper and Raquel go at it for a little bit, but Raquel ends up uh, eliminating Piper uh, uh, Niven. Raquel tries to hit the Tejana bomb on Rhea over the ropes, but Rhea ends up uh, catching her and eliminating Raquel. Uh, Liv eliminates Nikki Cross, and this leaves, leaves Rhea, Asuka, and Liv as your final three. Did you now, guys talk at all about how insanely awesome Kana Asuka is while I was yeah. leaving the room? Okay, good. And you know what? I'm going to say it, though. She was freaking awesome in this match. Oh, dude, this is an amazing I'm reinvention. Yeah. It's amazing. Like and, she was just everything was amazing on this girl. So always and, and, and this has the most clever a very clever way to end a Royal Rumble as you as you bring us home, Joe. Yeah. So at one point, both uh, all three women are, are go over the top rope and they're battling on the ring apron. Now Asuka goes to I think she went to Mist Rhea who ducked. She hits Liv. Rhea eliminates Asuka. And then Liv, who is uh, selling that she's, you know, that her eyes, she can't see. Uh, she and Rhea kind of fight at it. Um, and eventually, though, Liv gets eliminated by Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley goes coast to coast to win the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, which, by the way, was, I, I thought this Rumble was great. So, uh, yep. thoughts, thoughts, gentlemen? Women's Rumble does it again. Yep. Women's Rumble does it again. Uh, Mark, if you're there, by the way, I do want to bring you in to talk about how people can call in with their own thoughts uh, at some point here, because I'd love to get other people's thoughts on these things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if uh, you're a Patreon member... Oh are you loud? <laughs> Am I super loud? You're yes. super loud. <laughs> Hey, listen, we, we didn't we didn't we didn't mic check this. Uh hey everybody, I what was I saying? Oh yes, if you're a Patreon member, you should have gotten a link in your uh inbox. Just click that link. We do have a few callers lined up currently. Uh you can okay. also chat if you chat in uh YouTube or Facebook, we can pull it up. 
uh, just like Matthew Smith is chatting and said uh, he was worried that Liv was going to uh, win the uh, Women's Royal Rumble. I had that moment too, Matthew. Don't worry. I, I had that exact <laughs> same moment. I was like, oh, God. When she started, liked... when Rhea was hanging from the road. Yeah. Like yeah. This, and Liv starts hammering on Rhea's fingers. I was like, no. No, I, no, no, no. <laughs> and Mike, that was my favorite part of this whole thing. When she was hanging there and she eventually used her like her core strength to to physically pull Liv off with her legs. That was that was super impressive uh, feat of balance and a huge like there was a great degree of difficulty because if she, she slips, then Liv does win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then and then and then and then Liv would have done the Taylor Swift thing. And just, sat <laughs> just sat there and cried with her mouth open. Ooh, hey guys, I love you guys. What's up, guys? I want to be a champion, guys. Guys. Okay, so this brings us to our main event of Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns with Sami Zayn and the wise man Paul Heyman in the corner. Now I'm, I'm going to see how you feel about this, Joe. I almost think we can skip right to the end of the match mm. and start there. Okay, cool. So Because, honestly, give give maybe a, a highlight or two, but the story is at the end of the match. Okay, gotcha. All right. So, And, and can we say just not because the match wasn't good if you – Oh, no, no. I, I No, I got it. Don't worry. I got it's it. It's great. So, it's a banger. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, it's a banger, so, brother. Uh, prior yeah. to the match, though, <laughs> prior to the match, you got to mention that like Sammy Uso got a chance uh, before the match. So, at the end of the day, what happens is um, they obviously trade offense back and forth. But near the end of the match, okay, I'm going to take it from here. At one point in the match, the ref gets knocked out. We get a ref bump. We get a visual pin. KO gets a visual pin on Roman after a power uh, or pop up power bomb. Uh, Roman gets the low blow on KO, and then he tells Sammy, Roman tells Sammy to go get a chair. Sammy kind of hesitates, but he hands a chair over to Roman, but that gives KO the opportunity to get a stunner, but Reigns kicks out barely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Reigns gets a Superman punch, Spear, Kevin Owens keeps kicking out, but um, the end of the match sees Roman and KO fighting on the outside, and Roman slams KO's head the back of his head into the ring steps twice. And Mike, mm -hmm. if I can use your term, that looked gross. gross. Oh my yeah. God. Back in the ring, Roman hits a final spear and he gets the pin and the win. But please, everyone, if you haven't seen this match, get your eyes on it. It was brutal and it was a great match. Okay. That's the second time we've seen KO do that thing with the steps. Yeah. So obviously he's figured out something that I still can't figure out how he takes that, but man, it or, just looks so gross every time he takes it. Or yep. knows a really good chiropractor in Montreal that could fix him up afterwards. <laughs> yeah. That just like, when I saw that, when, when I saw it once, I was like, okay. When I saw it twice, I was like, Ugh. well, remember we, we talked about it on an episode of cooked once. We thought he died. Yeah. Like exactly. we thought like, there would have been like blood gushing everywhere. And no, it was fine. He was good, but. Okay, so that's the match. But after the match is when it gets uh, when they when mm. they knock they they knock it up a gear. So after the match, um, Jay goes to put a lay on Sammy, but Roman stops him. And then the Usos beat down on Kevin Owens. They hit the one D, set him up in the corner for it with with a chair. 
and Solo hits the hip attack, much like he did to Matt Riddle a couple weeks ago. Ooh, then it gets even worse. They handcuff KO to the top rope, and they just keep uh, they just keep hitting super kick after super kick after super kick. I don't want to hear anyone complaining, by the way, about the Young Bucks super kick party after seeing. No, I, I was going to say it was about a third the amount of uh, super kicks <laughs> that Young Bucks used in the. But it was the lots preliminary of preliminary match. <laughs> okay, so then Roman goes to hit KO with the chair. But Sammy stops him and says, hey, you don't need to do this. This is beneath you. So Roman hands Sammy the chair and he wants Sammy to hit KO. But after a a sort of, you know, some hesitation, Sammy actually ends up hitting Roman. And then he starts getting beat up by Jimmy Uso and Solo. Um, They want Jay to beat up Sammy, but Jay walks away from the ring. He looks very conflicted. Um, Roman hits Sammy with the chair and then he hits just a, a bunch of ground and pound and the ending sees the bloodline leaving Sammy and Kale lying in the ring as they're going up the ramp as we go off air. Now, I know I only spent about 10 seconds describing that beatdown. That beatdown went on forever. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. It, it got uncomfortable after a while. It, it and- was, it was an exhibit of wrestling at its violentest yet still no blood i thought the only thing that would put this thing over the top would be as if sammy and kevin were just bloody messes in the middle of the ring but they didn't need it because it was it was still just so gross the the level of which like poor sammy jesus he got he got a couple shots on the arm from that chair that roman mm. was just laying in i was like Gah. And, but, and, uh, and then you look at jay on his way up the ramp because you said he looked conflicted i i think we may even have seen a tear in his eye like i think he managed to pull that much emotion out of him and then roman just yelling as he's wailing on sammy with the chair you broke my family i'm gonna break you and it was like people who say that wrestling is like lowbrow art sometimes it is it is it is but sometimes you get this these moments where you get these beautiful dramatic pieces that belong on a stage somewhere or belong in front of a camera somewhere and it's you know there's moments where they could win awards for these kind of things this was beautiful art and everybody played their parts the best and you could tell that in real life behind behind the cameras they must have some sort of close bond because you could see the they were drawing upon something that that made this beautiful he was beating the ooze out of him <laughs> yes he was sammy was not feeling oozy anymore uh denji brings up a great point and that was that the crowd started an fu roman chant big time that's that's mm. great that's that's a great crowd response that's what you want i mean obviously that's not what the censors would want but <laughs> but that's that's the emotion you want from a show even if you know you're watching a show the fact that you can yep. come up with that as your response that's that's good times there so uh like joe said that is the rumble that's the show uh, we have Cody Rhodes and Rhea Ripley apparently going to WrestleMania for champion championship opportunities. And we are now going to give you the opportunity to be a part of the show. So, Mr. Andrada, if you're there, let's uh, let's get some people that are calling in on the show here. Who do we yeah, got I'm here? We, we got our first caller is Gregory F. Liverpool. Hi, Gregory. You're live. Oh, Greg from Liverpool. Hey, Greg. What's up, Greg? Happy Y223. Thank you very much. What do you think of the show? Uh, <laughs> are, are you on the can right now while you're doing this? No, I'm in my bedroom. Okay. 
Oh, I'm sorry. It just okay. sounded like you were maybe doing something. Anyway, go ahead. What do you think of the Yo, show? No, I will not be. <laughs> I will not be zooming while I'm in the while I'm in the bathroom. That's disgusting. Seriously. I agree. So what do you think of the show? Well, I will say this, Joe. You do raise a good point in regards to the disqualification rule that needs to be scrapped ASAP in all future Royal Rumbles. It's I will, it, it, it it defeats the process of eliminating eliminating people, and I think that Joe raises a good valid point. So I'm on Team Joe on that on that on that situation. So congratulations, Joe. You want you. You won your first point of me on air for the new year. Second of all, I will say... Good job, Joe. I will say this. The bloodline is giving me shades of a popular H, a, a popular Netflix documentary called The Last Dance. Mm. Which basically highlighted the the final stages of the six feet in eight years of the Chicago Bulls. And I think the bloodline is going towards that. Hmm, not regard. familiar. Huh? No, I, I wasn't familiar with that at all. That's cool. It, it, do you feel, can I ask a quick question, Greg? Do you feel it's because sure, of the well, way, the way the teams, uh, it's Brad from Halifax. Oh, okay. I was there in uh, in 2016 for a convention. Nice city. Thank you. Uh, so do you feel it's like in the last dance, we get this conflict between the the bulls and they start imploding near the end. So is that where you see the, is that where the similarities come in for you? Uh, yeah. Personally, uh, when I saw that and the crowd was basically saying, blank you Roman, blank you Roman <laughs> in, in, in San Antonio. I'm thinking, yeah, this is, I was thinking to me, this is has, I was, when I was looking, I'm thinking, holy crow, I'm thinking, this is, this is basically heel Roman Reigns back when he was, when, uh, back in the days of the shield, shield and stuff, I'm thinking, okay, and the way that it was done, I'm thinking, this is going to be like a, you could, you could basically book it that uh, he's dropping the title in in uh, Inglewood, California. It's called Inglewood, California, not Los Angeles. And anybody who says Los Angeles needs to look on a needs to learn their geography straight and look on a map. It's no, Inglewood is nowhere near Los Angeles itself per se. So that's like my. Is it near Linwood at all? Is it near Linwood? Linwood. Yeah, that's where Weird Al's from. That's the only thing I know about that area. No, I don't know, okay. but it's but Inglewood, California is not Los Angeles. At that, thank you, Matthew Smith. Yeah, Inglewood is not Los Los Angeles. Seriously, uh, people always say it's Los Angeles. I'm always hearing it, and that kind of gets my my grind my gears type of type of things and stuff. But mm. uh, he's dropping the title. This was going to be like a. If you tallied all the days up, it's going to be what uh, shades short of of uh, of being one thousand days uh, as champion here, and and I think the bloodline will go its uh, separate ways. And thank God we didn't get a Rock uh, 
a rock moment in the rumble because it wouldn't basically be awkward, awkward booking. And I think a lot of people were expecting the rock, but the rock is a little preoccupied by relaunching the XFL per se. You got, so. you got a team, you got a team for the XFL. I have three. You have three. I have Ooh. three or four. Wow. Okay. What What are your What are your teams for the XFL? Uh, the Arlington Renegades, because it's coached by one of the famous, uh, University of Oklahoma, Boomer Suter, head coaches, uh, uh, Bob Stukes, mm. um, San Antonio, uh, Brahmas, Las Vegas, uh, Vipers, and I don't know if there's a team in New York per se, but if there, there is... I'm all for it and stuff. So, me too. I'm, I'm hoping that he hate me shows up somewhere. Uh, he hate me will be too old. I could guarantee you that. Mark. Yeah, but they could bring him out as like a legend of the XFL, you know, and have him have him take a ceremonial dash to the center and get a get one last concussion to call it <laughs> a career. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. Know, I do not know if I, I personally I don't know if he hate me is in football shape to make a make an appearance for the XFL. So oh, I'm in football shape. I like some shape like a football. <laughs> All right. Well, Greg, yeah, uh, you, overall though, you'll, you're you're you'll happy probably, or sad with the Royal Rumble. You'll be a good you you'll be a good uh make a it a good, good one. Make it a good one. Back. Hey, no, I'll take that. Yeah, sure. That works. Uh, fullback Canadian version. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like that. So, is, uh, come out in plaid and covered in maple syrup. Which is, which is hardly, hardly used in, in the Canadian game. Oh, trust me. Yeah. That, that's the story of my life these days. Hardly used. Oh, and we got that. You, and thank you, uh, Mark Andre. Mark. For- for putting a map of Los Angeles to make my point. Thank you, Mark. Yes, thank you, Mark. Thank you for finding one with some lovely cartoon boats and stuff too, because that <laughs> way I understand where the water is. I, it's so. Greg, is there anything else you have for us tonight, or um, any parting words or thoughts? Well, uh, uh, th- by the way, I kind of like, I kind of like, like your Jim Brad from Halifax. Good. Uh, West Coast hospitality. It was very. I was very treated with West Coast hospitality when I visited their city in 2016. I love um, going out west to Halifax. Beg your pardon. I said I love going out west to Halifax. Yeah. So yeah, very underrated city in in in, in, in regard. I will say. I will just say. All <laughs> I have to say is uh, go rock and stuff, and and hope that your Thunderbirds are not do. Do good, but not too good against my Toronto Rock and stuff. So, <laughs> thanks, Greg. Greg, it's wonderful to actually meet you after all these years. I've heard you on these podcasts before. So great to see you, my friend. You too. And I we'll give you. Me. We'll give you Brad's phone number afterwards. <laughs> all right, uh, Mark. Oh, look, it's Canada. That's right. I just, I just thought, I just thought that maybe we could use a map of Canada while we're at it. Uh, for for next, what reason? I'm, I'm just looking at the beautiful West Coast. Of I just wanted to rep where we were. Uh, uh, okay, uh, doing the show from. Uh, up next, we do have Tony. Tony from VA. Tony from VA. How you doing, Tony? You know what's going on, boys? Good evening. Tony, hey, Tony. good to talk to you, buddy. 
Yeah, man. Um, it was a good show tonight. A couple things. I thought, you know, in the post-match in the main event, um, I don't know if you caught it, but Sammy was like crying and Roman's like, are you crying? And Heyman goes, there's no crying. There's no crying. And Ro- thought it was absolutely fantastic. I would have I would have po- popped if he said there's no crying in baseball. But, that- <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was interesting that Greg just brought up the rock because I don't know if you caught it, but in the very beginning of the match, Roman gave um, – Kevin, like a, a urinagi or something. And I think mm. Cole said rock bottom, maybe. Yeah. 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 He actually dropped that. And I thought that was kind of interesting when it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Um, you know, in the men's rumble, it looks like we're getting Seth and Logan. I'm actually all in for that. I thought, I think that could actually be a really good match. Uh, Seth and Logan Paul. Um, the Bliss thing might completely agree with you. They need to pull the trigger on that one way or the other. I actually thought she was going to snap. Like they were going to play that video during the match, she would snap, get disqualified, and they would further right. that along. But there's they just nothing. Do something. They just got to do something. I- I'm over it. Black light, red light, don't care. Over it. Um, <laughs> Bray, it's gone on too long. Um, and um, I'll just oh, the uh, most Nijax thing ever was when they played her music before the <laughs> actual buzzer countdown. <laughs> I that was the most Nijax thing. Th- that, that was the thing they didn't they didn't even do the countdown. They just <laughs> they just played the music and it was like, hey, it's Nia Jax. I'm like, oh my god, where's the countdown? <laughs> now, part fantastic. of me, fellas, let me know and and please uh, let me know what you think of this too, sir. But do you think there's a possibility that they didn't do the countdown? So people wouldn't get excited for counting down from 10 just to have Nia Jax come out. And then you'd hear an audible. <laughs> I, I can't give him that much credit, but that would have been what? a genius move. Um, and then I guess last thing for me is uh, one of my best Cole lines of the night. I think it might've been the women's rumble. I don't remember, but Corey was like, Cole, look at the, look at the ring. Just look at the ring. And Cole's like, I've only been told to look at the monitor for the last the- years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That was, that was a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one. For sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to check oh, wait, out. Wait, wait, before, what? before you go, man, what was your match of the night? Um, women's rumble. I thought was really good. Uh, the, the main event to me that like, I was just like, okay, get to the, get to the end of the match. Like I didn't really, I knew Kevin wasn't winning. I was, I just wanted to see what would happen with Sammy. Um, so, but yeah, I thought the women's rumble was really, really good. Some really, and some really icky looking spots in the, in the women's rumble. Some, I think a couple ladies got spiked in their head a couple times, but overall I had the same thought as you when it was down the final three. I was like, Oh my God, they're not going to have live witness Arley. Like I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, we, we do have a history of not learning from our mistakes in wrestling. So, yeah. yeah so, uh, women's Rumble is really good. I enjoyed it. Tony, appreciate you so much, man. Uh, Thanks, man. Before, before we go, actually, before Thanks, we let Tony. you go, uh, before we let you go, Tony, uh, and, and maybe for the panel as well here, Cody and Roman for the title. Is that where it ends? Or are we thinking that something else is going to happen? Maybe another person gets added to these matches. Is it just going to be Cody and Roman? And is that enough? Um. I'll, okay. I'll I'll play the bad guy here. No, I don't think it is. Not for okay. WrestleMania. If this was like for even SummerSlam, I could see it. But if Mania is supposed to be the Super Bowl or you know the the the, the, the event of the Immortals, whatever, I could see them adding someone to this match. Like, I, and I almost hate to say it, but like Brock Lesnar. Ooh. Matthew really? Smith was really hoping you'd say Shane O'Mac, but no. I remember they were talking at one point having Please. Roman uh, defend both nights. So I wonder if they well, yeah. Tony, so, yeah. so Tony, who do you think should be the second person then, if if someone else does come in? Is it going to be Sammy? Like I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, I I don't really know who they would throw in there with 
I just I almost feel like the 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 crowds kind of like cooled off a little bit on Cody. Like during the night, it just didn't seem like they were like that into him. Like we all knew he was coming back. Obviously, he's winning, but is like is there a little off the rose now a little bit with him because that injury and he's gone away now. And I think I think they're going to have to do something with Cody to get him back into the oh crap he might not win this situation like that mm-hmm. whole blow off with Seth was was a great way to do it um, yeah. I think they're going to have to do what they did with Triple H almost at that Wrestlemania because it was a foregone co- conclusion at Wrestlemania 18 that, that Triple H was going to win the title and everything else so they're kind of in that situation again now and so it'll be interesting to see what they do to try and make Cody the, the guy really in the chase and the guy really mm. desperate to win because right now he's not desperate to win he just won the Rumble He's he's golden, you know, so uh, th- he needs to be put in jeopardy somehow. So it, mm-hmm. it, it's funny you bring that up, Mike, because it's this, it's a similar thing where Triple H and Jericho were not the main storyline going into that WrestleMania. It oh, God, was, no. It was The Rock and, and Hogan. And Cody is in danger of that right now. No, it's, it's funny you mentioned that uh, Jericho because Mike, when you talked about the playground and the Alexa Bliss clip, it reminded me of the of this of the of the Y two J when Y two J was coming back and the 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 vignettes about you know the kid in the schoolyard and the in the, oh, the yeah. house and all that. <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, Jericho, what? Was but yeah, yeah that, I'm so over that thing anyway. Uh, all, right, all right, well, thank all you right, again, Tony. Thanks, Appreciate it. Who else I, do we got here, Mark? Uh, we got Devin. Devin's here. Hey, Devin. Uh, Devin, and yep. then uh, Chris is on deck. All right. I'm trying to hey, get Devin. my camera up. Can you hear me? Yep. Can we hear you, Devin. Okay, I'm trying to get. Oh. Oh. We lost no, Devin. We lost Devin. We lost Devin. Okay, we're we're gonna skip ahead. We're gonna go straight to Chris. Uh, Devin, give me a message when you uh, when you feel like you're ready. There, uh, Chris. Chris Gaskin. Great. I was gonna say, Chris. is it Chris Gaskin? Chris Gaskin from the uh, from the East Coast. From the East Coast, right. Vancouver. East Coast, Beast Coast, Vancouver, <laughs> British Columbia, Canada. Brother, what's up, man? <laughs> uh, you know, it's probably been a decade since I've been, you know, west to Halifax, and uh, yeah. he is right. It's a great city. Well, as the rumble emanated from up north in Texas, what do we, uh, what do we think of the show? <laughs> uh, I'm, Hold on. I'm torn Hold on. because... Look down again for a second. I want to see that chair. No, you're not seeing the chair. No, uh, uh, no. What funeral parlor did you steal that? Oh, no. From my grandparents. All right. Leave me alone. Jeez. What's the matter with you? Let's not, let's not bring up old wounds, Mike. All right. Let's not do that. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> so, Chris, what did you think? That's a callback. Yeah. Sorry about that. I, I got to apologize, too. That was uh, well. All right. I um I'm I'm torn because I mean I kind of thought the first half of this show uh kind of sucked um like that that men's rumble it, it was fine but it really felt like nothing happened like it was so predictable I mean the Kofi botch ended up looking a lot worse than it like I saw it again afterwards and I was like okay that didn't look too bad they just kind of carted him off but like. He looked dead once he hit the ground, and we all thought he, like, smoked his head off the table, but that's not what happened. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I thought the Cody Gunther sprint at the end was awesome, though. Like, yeah. man, I, I really enjoyed that. 
the pitch black match we thought was horrible. Uh, I thought the women's match was good, except you know the ending because you guys are right. Like let's let's do something with that. I thought the uh, women's rumble match had a fantastic ending. Like man, that finish was so great. The mist. The hand, because I was like you guys, like I was like, oh please don't let Liv win this damn thing, for the love of God, like. I like I like that this is that we're we're looking at bringing in a new line of T-shirts, and we should, I think the first one should be for the love of God, not Liv. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like I love Liv, but I don't love yeah. Liv. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's, yeah. let's, it's, it's like let's it's not like, have uh, her. It's like spicy food, right? Like, you know, once in a while, sure, but you don't want to eat a whole diet of it, right? So, oh. maybe. Anyway. Uh, and then, like, I, th I thought the main event was really good and the segment afterwards. I thought, I don't need to be full screen, Mark. What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th I thought the main event was was really good and I, I really enjoyed the finish and i mean ever since vince has gone even though he's come back like i i will say having an untethered michael cole has been <laughs> so much better and him tossing lines to Corey graves and to mm -hmm. pat mcafee tonight like during the brock lesnar match uh he mentioned that like Something along the lines of like he was trashing Sammy and saying like Sammy's just honorary. That's all he is. It's the honorary Uso. And uh, Corey Graves responded by mentioning, yeah, it's like being a punter. <laughs> like, but, <laughs> but if you're a punter, you still win the championship. Yeah, you still, so you still get a you? ring. Yeah, 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 and and then, and then Pat McAfee was like, "That's right," and you're like keying your team's morale, and I was like, <laughs> "These three were great tonight." Like, Actually, I, I really I, enjoyed I, it. I've 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 been digging um, Michael Cole trolling Top Dollar, like just just constantly. Yeah, saying, but how yeah, do you not was... do that? Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's Michael Cole, so you're not used to hearing that, which makes it even that much more interesting, right? Yeah, I mean. It, Honestly, I was glad that BFAB only lasted about 40 seconds in the Rumble. <laughs> Just the, the less of those guys, the better. What happened to Hit Row? <laughs> like, Oof. what happened? Uh, well, Top Dollar's like the male Nia Jax. So, you know, they're, they're there. <laughs> oh, but... no. hey, hey. Oh, Tell me I'm wrong. Tell I, me I'm wrong. I know. Listen, I know we're, I know we're pretty back. hard on Nia here, but that was a little much. That was a little too hard <laughs> Do I need to show you? Top dollar trying to sprint and jump over the ropes because you know, what I, you know I just need top dollar to one day go my hole. <laughs> okay, it, the only thing we can say is that top dollar hasn't hurt anybody yet except himself. Yeah, but himself, he's hurt himself a lot. <laughs> uh, that that uh, is fair. That is fair. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Only his credibility. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the uh the closing segment too. I mean, yeah, it was uh it was violent. And the other thing, I mean, like you guys, when they did that spot on the steps, like I was over at my aunt and uncle's house and there was mm, probably 
I think there was five of us there, and we all jumped out of our seat and cringed when he took that first bump on the steps mm, and like yeah. it clearly hit the back of his head on the corner. And we all like just jumped and went, ah, like, yeah, but, but he didn't. Brutal. That was the crazy part. Cause he's done that spot before. Yeah. And that's what Joe and I talked about last time was that he does it so well that you you're convinced he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's got to be dead after that. And then you find out, no, I was just all part of the work. So. He's probably, he's probably, this... he's probably in catering right now. Having like having some food. So. The second time didn't look as bad because his head hit flat, but like that first yeah. one, that like first it was time clear. looked really bad. Yeah, mm -hmm. oof, yeah. oof, yeah, mm. it, it's crazy, man. Uh, yeah. Just while we're here, uh, what do you got for comedy out there on the east coast of Vancouver? Uh, on the east coast, I am headlining the Vancouver Yucks on the February seventeenth. So long weekend out here, um, and then. Uh, I'm out of town, up in Prince George, headlining uh, at Firm on the 24th and 25th, or 25th and 26th, whatever it's the Friday and Saturday that weekend. Cool. And then, Just go to Prince George and wait yeah. for Chris to show up. That's, that's <laughs> no, don't do that. Uh, if you're there, come out to the show. It'll be fun. But don't just go up there for that. That's. Uh... I mean, George, I grew up there. Home, I love the home. place, but. Home of the Cougars and the hockey team. Hey, oh, that... <laughs> uh, Mike, you're on fire tonight. Oh, trust me. I wish I was. <laughs> Third degree burns would probably be less painful right now. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> All right. Well, dude, right. Uh, anything, any other thoughts on the show before we let you go? Um, I, I mean, overall, I, you know, I thought, I thought the two Royal Rumble matches were a little bit, boring but i thought both of the finishes of the matches were excellent uh i mean aside from the bray wyatt stuff i thought overall it was a good show i mean the bray wyatt stuff has just become bray wyatt stuff once again and god i i regret being so hyped up for him coming <laughs> back because I, Man, I am the just... one guy that's still trying to say, oh, guys, it's got to get good. It's got to get good. And even now I'm I'm kind of feeling the same way. But, but you know, uh... on, on the AEW side, my buddy kept saying that about Miro when he first joined AEW. And eventually that did. But I, I just the way that they've treated Bray Wyatt, I don't have the faith in that character to do that as he's incredibly charismatic. Mm -hmm. And then he cuts promos that are just nonsense, always nonsense. Like it, it, he really doesn't push the story along. And I feel when he's in the ring, like he's, it doesn't connect with the audience or at the very least, I, I can't speak for everyone. It definitely doesn't connect for me. And it's a shame because I think he's such a charismatic force that I, I want to see him. I want to see him on my TV. I just want to see him do something. Yeah. And, and I mean, Outside of seeing where they go with, you know, the bloodline and Sammy, which I I am very interested in. Uh, I am bummed that Sammy wasn't in the Rumble, but I mean, it, logically it makes sense. And if you're to put it at the start of the show, I mean, it's, you know, if anything, we should be glad that they didn't do what they did, what, seven years, eight years ago now, where they put. Daniel Bryan and then he got eliminated and then the oh, crowd just yeah, booed yeah, the yeah. rest of the rumble. 
Because if Sammy was in that Rumble, I think they would have done that. I think they would have oh, yeah. turned on it yeah. regardless if Cody won or not. Um, do I think Cody was the right choice over someone like Sammy? I don't know. Time will tell. We're seeing where they go with this story. But, I mean, this this story has been the best thing on WWE television, I think, in quite some time. So. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Chris Gaskin, thank you very much, man. Appreciate you as always. And, uh, yeah, glad to have you back. All right. Hey, nice to be on and uh, good to see all you guys west of me. So have a good one. Thanks, Chris. You bet, pal. Actually, you know what? I Chris brought up a good point, and Matthew Smith also brought up a similar point in the chat. Would Sami Zayn be a worthy – okay, so let's start with would he be a worthy opponent for Roman? And B, would he be a worthy WrestleMania opponent for Roman? Brad, you go first because I'm gonna uh, I'm about to light myself on fire here. Okay, I'm gonna say because they're having the next pay-per-view in Montreal, he's a worthy opponent. I think he could be a worthy WrestleMania opponent. They've put enough stock in this, but I I think I, I think that the, what they're gonna do, whatever they're gonna do in Montreal will be enough. And I hope that it'll put him in a good place for WrestleMania. I the only way I can see this working out is some sort of disputed finish at, in a in a cage where we get a three way. I'm gonna take the and realize I'm a giant Sami Zayn fan. I've I've probably got I know I've got like a hoodie and shirts and figures and everything. I I love the guy. I think he's fantastic. I think he's a lot of great things, but I don't think he's the guy to ever be WWE champion for more than a minute. Um, I see him almost winning the title by accident, kind of like what, what Brad says here. Um, almost like a, a David Arquette Diamond Dallas Page situation almost. Oof. And that's and hold on, that's not saying that he's not deserving of it. Again, he's one of the best talents they've got in that company. But he's just not... He's not a guy that you can put on the side of a you know, on a billboard and be like, that's the WWE champion. You know, that's the WWE champion. Really? Cody. I can see Roman. I can see Cena Lesnar. And I know you're saying all oh, these are all big guys. No, because AJ styles, I could see, you know, there's a lot of, of smaller guys that have been cha credible champions, but Sammy just looks like a guy like, like any one of us from the crowd that, that gets to wrestle and that's not a popular opinion but I, I again i love sammy i love 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 sammy i think that he had one of the coolest debuts when he came to wwe i think that he makes everything better when when sammy Zayn gets match of the night at wrestlemania against johnny friggin knoxville <laughs> right that tells you how talented this guy is and uh, like like one of our chatters here says, uh, see Sammy with the IC title again. Why not? If they're trying to make that the top top titles, the secondary belts for now, let's do it. But you do need an over-the-top, larger-than-life character to be a WWE champion, like a top champion. You can't just be someone that looks like any of us. So... <laughs> So you're, but there's nothing wrong with being a transitional champion either. Like, and that's what Sammy would play the role of is winning a title, maybe ending something. But the problem with what Roman's done with the streak is, do we really 
whoever wins this title is going to need to get a lot of credibility and it should be somebody we're going to make. And yeah, to your point, Sami Zayn's not that guy. Unfortunately, it's not saying that he shouldn't win the title at some point. He probably just shouldn't be the guy that ends Roman streak. Oh God. No, no, no. no. And Mike, I'm going to jump in the fire with you. The reason I asked that question is because I'm a hundred percent with you. I don't like, I like Sami Zayn too. I can't, I don't see him as a world champion. He just, it's not, there (laughs) i don't even i don't even know and this is hard to say because i love the guy and i was at hell in a cell when he had his career defining moment but i don't even know if cody's the guy yet nope and you know what that's a fair that's a fair there's there's not enough fire behind him there's just not enough and and i think the problem too is that like they've built rope like like i know that you want to talk about jumping into a fire right now like as if i'm like if i'm just a normal not hardcore fan who knows about Sami Zayn or AJ Styles or anything like that. If I'm looking at that roster, the only two people to me, maybe three that are credible um, challengers to Roman right now, Brock, Bobby, Drew. That's it. Wow. And that's, that's fair. It's one of those, it's one of those things where you're kind of stuck there and, or unless you're going to keep the title on Roman for, yeah, and that's that's, that's a longer the thing, time, right? And build up somebody like, like if you told me that we were going to bring up Braun Steiner, uh, Rex Steiner, whatever he's going to get called, because I can't imagine we'll have two Brons on the same roster. I I think that uh, I think Braun could be that. That's if he comes up from NXT, that's maybe a guy you can make in six months' time. But yeah, I don't have any better ideas. You need somebody to end the streak at some point, but yeah. Well, the I'm name not... Dewdrop just became available, so maybe he can be uh, <laughs> Dew, Dewdrop Breaker. <laughs> I don't know. I I really would hope that when he switches uh, rosters, that he gets the Steiner name back. I I and I don't know why Rex. There's anything wrong with Rex Steiner? Because they don't own it. That's the problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't make sense, Mike. <laughs> well, it's like every other friggin' name. The fact that Chelsea Green still gets to use her name is amazing, but again, I don't know if she's fully signed on yet or not. So, oh, can I anyway? Can I jump in there because that was the one thing that I was hoping for. I I was wearing my Zack Ryder shirt earlier today, kind of just hoping, and I I may have sheepishly changed my shirt because I was like, oh, there's no Zack Ryder tonight. Wow. I, I I thought he was going to be in the men's rumble, and yeah, now, now you're now you're dressed like you're about to invade Monday Night Raw. <laughs> two weeks before the survivor series but uh all right well do we have any more colors mark or we uh we do we do uh devin oh, devin sorted uh sorted out their stream let's bring devin in hi devin you got devin, you got devin me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we hear you all right go renegades first of all i'm in Louisville, texas nice yeah. nice von eric's so Ooh, von Eric's wow country. yeah um, I can't turn my camera on because that kicks me out apparently. But okay. uh, but yeah, I love Gunther tonight. Um, mm. Yeah, and I love. I also love the fact that uh, it seems like whenever it's the finals two or three, they just go to the finish right away, and they actually had kind of a match. And I really, yeah. I really enjoyed that. That, that, that they team. actually they did that last year where it was like when you got to the final two, um, it pretty much you know a minute later the 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 matches ended so it was nice that you know the final people in each of the rumbles got a little bit of time to uh work 
Yeah, but Mike, you said a lot of what I was going to say before I got on the, on the oh, call. Oh, sorry, buddy. Um, no, I just, I just don't think Sammy is – I love him, but I don't think he's a guy that WWE wants to put on those WrestleMania posters. But on the other hand, I don't know if it matters because WrestleMania has already sold, what, 60,000 tickets? Um, yeah, without, without a match. Right. Without a match, yeah. Right, right. So – you know, I don't, I don't know if anything matters anymore. Um, See, but, but here's the thing though. It's, it, it's not, sorry to cut you off. It's not necessarily just though on the side of the truck or the cereal boxes or whatever, but like, you know, Roman, for example, recently just did the tonight show. Could you mm. see, Sam, could you see Sammy doing that? And I would argue, no, I think he would do a great job, but I don't think they would ask for him. I could see Sammy doing the, uh, the late late show (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong and that's the problem is that it's it's not that he he couldn't and i mean he's he reminds me a lot of like the whole time we were talking about i was talking about mick foley like he is he has a big personality he's a really likable guy but i mean that was mick foley's probably problem throughout his career he didn't look like a main event guy, even though he had the skill and the mic skills and the wrestling ability. So, and he could throw himself off of really high things. Yeah. Probably with more accuracy than Uncle Howdy, though. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, he kind of missed oh. that spot a little bit, eh? Yeah, just a tad. Although just you got to wonder if that was kind of the plan because I mean, the, the I don't know. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to knock that, even though it might he may have missed that because at the end of the day, he jumped from you know a whatever that might might have been 15 foot structure onto something and i'm like hey man respect to that i'm not i'm not gonna knock that in the dark wearing a ridiculous mask yes exactly <laughs> you know and, and 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 imagine if he had missed and, and like landed on the pyro by accident or something right well that's what i was thinking too is like you know if i'm up there <laughs> and i'm looking down i'm like i'm jumping as far away from the things that explode and light on fire and i yes. don't care how fake it looks yeah i i, I am I am not knocking that spot at all, man. No, it's just a little joke, but no, it's all good, man. That's that's great. Uh, what what else is going on down where you are right now? Oh, not not a whole lot. Just um, I I also think, and I want to get your y'all's thoughts on this. I also think it's really hard to do two rumbles in one night mm. because I was thinking you, the same you thing. See a lot of the same tropes and the same ideas. Well, you know what though, it, it's it, really hard to do two of them in one night. It's it's not just that, but the other matches suffer as well. Mm. Like yeah, I mean, like let's face it, Bianca and 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 Bliss should have got more time, right? Like I know I really knocked the the uh, the pitch black match, but that should have got a bit more time to maybe develop more of a story. Um, so when you have like two, like think of, think of it this way: think of any Rumble, like any like nineteen ninety two. That's my favorite Rumble match. Now name a match. Other than the rumble that was on that card, good luck, right? And that's the problem yeah. with Royal Rumbles, right? Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I had this ridiculous idea while I was watching, and I was like, "What if they had like war games where they had two rings, but they had two entrances, and one <laughs> side was the women's and the other side was the men's, and then every like it would still be a minute for each side." But hold on, do the math with me here, okay? 
So it's still a minute for each side participant, but they're offset by 30 seconds each. So every 30 seconds is either a guy or a girl heading to their respective rings, and then both rumbles are happening at the same time. But that's dumb, I know, but I was just like, how can we not make this four friggin' hours? So Yeah. Yeah, that was a they. It was a long night, but you know what? Like, I think the other thing too is that we're so used to WWE being short that you know that when they have a long pay per view, you're like, oh my god! But it wasn't that bad. Oh yeah, like my face is still shaved today from you know starting the, <laughs> the event. This is AEW. I'd be starting looking like this, and I'm looking like the long and ZZ top, but. Anyway, uh, no, Devin, appreciate you, man. Um, thank you very much for, for being a patron, for being a part of the show tonight. And uh, yeah, tell your friends, man. We, we love talking wrestling with people like you. So it's awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks, dude. Thanks, and uh, yeah, uh, Greg wants to know, should we make the Rumble a two-night event? No. 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 No, 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 no. No, because I'm not doing this two nights in a row. <laughs> not i'm just not plus i got the show to do tomorrow guys uh we do we do have one correction that was made uh oh. by by greg greg did write in a correction about um about halifax he was uh in halifax in 2018 not 2016 so oh okay just wanted to make sure that we got that correction out there so you went out he went out west in 2018 not 2016 correct out west of halifax cool yes yeah where did brad go uh, Brad had, uh, I think a power failure. I'm, oh. I'm, mes I'm, I'm messaging him right now. There's, uh, something's up with his internet. So he, right, he well, I hope out. he's, uh -huh. hope he's okay. Those, those Western ice storms are, uh, pretty brutal. <laughs> All right. I saw something earlier about, uh, was it, was it Greg or somebody was asking if they were mad that, uh, or sad that Agnew wasn't here to yell at them guys. Oh, I, sh I should preface this right now. I'm moving soon again, but I'm moving. And, and the only reason I wouldn't, or the only reason that I didn't perhaps go down that road tonight is because there's people sleeping upstairs. So <laughs> trust me, if you're looking for someone to get fed up with things, stick around. <laughs> just, just give me a month or so. Okay. Which by the way, will be in time for one of our next after parties. So that's pretty cool uh joe where do we go from here pal what do you want to do should, should we put a cap on this thing i think so i think uh, mark i don't think we have anyone left in the in the chat so yeah let's uh let's put a cap in this mark just making sure here no no last minute calls or anything like that nope we're all good all right let's do it then uh tomorrow uh on your podcast feed which is both the free feed and the patreon feed patreon by the way you're getting a ton of extra time with this guy but uh, we'll be doing, of course, a Rumble recap with Dave Meltzer, but then RJ City, even edited down, the interview is almost 40 minutes. <laughs> so, Whoa! <laughs> yeah. We, so here's the thing. I'd never met RJ before until doing this. We'd talk back and forth on, on Messenger and stuff, but once you get chatting with somebody and you get riffing with somebody like him, I said, hey, let's, let's book for 20 minutes and see how it goes, and we went for almost 50. So. Wow. Yeah, so it's fun. It's almost like three interviews in one because we talk uh, a little bit about his indie career. We talk, obviously, about the success of Hey EW, which if you're not watching, by the way, you're missing out huge. It's the funniest damn thing about wrestling right now. 
uh, made by either of the big companies here in North America. And then uh, we flipped the script as I promoted a little bit on our socials where I got to do an RJ uh, Hey EW style interview with RJ City. And uh, it went remarkably well. Plus, if you're a fan of uh, old school sitcoms, um, this will be the show for you. Because, uh, yeah, we do a lot of a lot of old school sitcom references in this <laughs> to the point that it becomes a contest where I put my money on the line. So yeah, you have to see how that turns out. Uh, let's see here. Somebody wants to see your guitars, Joe. Can we do that before we go? Seriously? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I'm not going to grab them, but that's my guitar rack. There you go. You've got, uh, Fender Jazz, Fender Telecaster, and then a Epiphone acoustic and a Epiphone acoustic bass. There you go, Mitch Meister. That was for him. And then, uh, yeah, nobody nobody asked to see my proton pack, so I'll just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tomorrow, Meltzer, RJ City on the big show. Joe and I are back with you on uh, Monday night. Uh, Bam is somewhere in the middle there. Uh, all the other shows are going to be there as well. And uh, yeah, we, we're going to be talking a whole shit ton of wrestling to you. There, it's my one cuss word for the night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be good. So thank you again for supporting the show. Tell your friends we're growing. It's getting bigger and better and all that stuff. Uh, I'm going to bed too. So we'll talk to everybody next time. Uh, Joe, take care of yourself, my man. Take care, brother. And uh, Mark, thank you again for uh, for making things work here. Because none of us know how to do this without you. It's always a dream, man. It's always a dream. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you on behalf of the Sunday Night's Main Event crew. We're, we're not allowed to play music now. So, this has been the Sunday Night's Main Event Royal Rumble After Party. Brought to you by Sunday Night's Main Event. Thanks for watching. Thanks to the handshaking team. And totalsportcards.com. There's our logo. All right, Mark, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs>